So you good? I think so. All right. I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I always have everyone just do the clap test so I can line it up with the meeting. So I don't have it. I, I test clean. Oh, oh I'm that's... sorry. Oh, yeah. That kind. Okay. Sorry. I mean, it is good. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely avoid that clap. I think that was from the, the A League of Their Own. That was yes. Tom Hanks' advice to that kid. When I graduated high school, my family made me some, like, memoir book thing for people to sign, and one someone in there wrote, avoid the clap. I was like, yeah. It's so solid advice. For it's a, solid advice. I don't... Yeah. Not much else to say. I don't... I don't... I don't think anybody would really reach out to try to make that happen voluntarily, but to get it, yeah, I mean, yeah. you never know. Definitely, it's it's solid life advice, and I've I've I have adhered to that advice so far in my life, which is probably for the better for so, everyone involved. Yeah, yeah, it is it is good, and it's certainly probably the best way one can start a podcast. To uh, yeah, discuss. I um. I don't know how to start these things. And I've had, I've started every podcast by saying I have no idea how to start this. So it's, uh, it's one of those things. Have you considered, are you, I mean, this is what your fifth, this will be eight. Your eighth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, yeah, I've, I've listened to quite a lot of podcasts in my day and I noticed, uh, not, there's not a whole, there's not really a, a rule book on how to start one. It's it kind of it's kind of all over the all over the place. There's some free people, for all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess if you if you're we're in the early stages. I'm assuming down the road, you know, you might get some advertisers, and then you might want to do an introduction and all that fancy smashy stuff. But I do have a song idea, like an yeah. intro song idea, written that I should probably just record since I have all the uh, equipment and know how, and it is technically my profession. Are you uh, like singing in it or, or just kind of, it would be, I don't, I don't think I would handle all of the vocal duties just because I'm not the most confident singer. Yeah. But you have the words. Yeah. And it, there's no, there wouldn't be a whole lot of melody to it. It would kind of be like, I, I think it would maybe total 15 to 20 seconds of, of time. Cause I mean, you can't write an entire song to. No intro a podcast that would be that would be way too much that that would probably be okay though 15 seconds yeah gets the point across what i want to do when this quarantine thing ends is i like when i have musicians on like my uh my friends that play music on as guests i would like to do like a live set and like interweave that throughout the podcast or whatever okay yeah <clears throat> like those old radio performances or whatever when bands would be in and they would do an acoustic version of one of their songs or something just a unique little twist or something and then we can break down those songs or that would be cool i don't know i haven't figured it out yet but yeah uh, yeah we're recording this the day before the one month anniversary of the podcast and it'll be up the day after the one month anniversary of the podcast so i'm honored ah me too i was happy you hit me up because I needed an episode for my Friday releases and yeah, this will be my first podcast officially. So I'm a virgin, but I always, uh, I've always been sort of, um, 
fascinated and with podcasts and I've, like I said, I've listened to podcasts for a long time. Uh, they keep me sane when I'm at work. And, uh, so I've sort of, uh, I put them, I, I hold them in high regard if, you know, there's a lot of decent ones out there, but I, I was excited. I was excited to do this. It this I don't know. How long did it, how long have you actually been thinking about doing this before you did it? Like, I did been... one years and years ago with one of mom and Joe's friends. Oh, okay, cool. And it was okay, but it was before we started it like the summer, the spring and summer before I went to AMP. So I really didn't have a whole lot of audio knowledge outside of just like really basic stuff. Yeah. And also at that time, I, I, I really had no sense of identity. Sure. Which maybe added to the appeal to it because mom and Joe's friend is like he, uh, our friend Henry is 20 years older than me. Right. So we are a literal generation apart. So that was the part of it. But it had to have been hard, I guess, looking back um, for, for content stuff just because there's a huge generational gap and, you know, interests are different. So it's hard to carry on a conversation for me about stuff that I don't really understand. Yeah. And then when I would go off on like music that I liked, like Henry didn't understand. So it was, it proved the point, but it wasn't the most, like, I feel that these are flowing much better. Yeah. Yeah. And now that I have some sense of identity and personality and, and whatnot, um, I think you do. I yeah. know who you are. Thank I'm you. Pretty, I'm pretty sure I know who you are. At least on a, for a guy I've only known for about a year. I mean, I'm not saying I got you all figured out, but you know what I mean. I don't even have myself figured out. So if I don't you have me figured out, that would and be. And I'm ages, ages older than you, but. Yeah, but now I finally have like a grasp on like, this is what I want to do. I'm doing it to some degree. Like it dawned on me in this downtime that for the most part, I have technically held every job title that I've ever wished to hold. Yeah. It's just all of them are at the bottom of the totem pole instead of the top of the totem pole. Yeah. And it's crazy to be like, to think like, I wonder how many other people at 24 have technically done everything that they've wanted to do, even at the smallest amounts of it. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that says something, I think. Yeah. But then... I've wanted to do an audio-related podcast for a while. It was just getting the nerve up to do it. Yeah. And I'm reverting on how I'm normally wired in this downtime to just be yeah. like, I have a lot of time to work on everything that I've wanted to do. Right. And if I don't, if I haven't done any of this, I would be in just a terrible spot mentally. And I yeah. just, because I've been in those places before and I don't want to go back. Yeah. So it's, it's keep, keep trucking forward. Yeah. It's cool. I, I've, uh, I started to get into, uh, listen to some of the uh, episodes you've had out so far and, uh, only, I, I, I think I got, I started listening to the last one with, uh, Waylon. Yeah. So, that one came out today or yeah it was supposed to come out yesterday but it didn't upload until itunes until earlier today yeah i basically paused it though because not being a um i immediately started to get like wait a minute i should stop listening to this because i'm going to like be 
self-consciously like checking myself through the whole podcast to make sure I don't talk about something that you guys had already talked about or something because, you know, I mean, odds are that's not going to happen, but at the same time, I didn't want to have that in the back of my head. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait, listen to this later. So I'm yeah, it's, it's coming. I mean, but what I did here, I was like, this is cool. I'm going to listen. This is going to be a podcast I'm going to listen to. Thank you. It's, and I'm uh, not just saying that because I'm your friend. It's I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm hoping it... I, I'm having a really good time with it, so I'm hoping it, it grows into something larger, and I'm I'm willing to put in the effort to make that happen. Yeah. So I can be a poor man's Joe Rogan or something. Sure. It's... I think you're doing it. You, you, you have a nice uh, nice thing going. Thank you. Nice start. Yeah, hopefully other people are entertained. Yeah. I checked the like on the the server, like the hosting server app thing that I use to publish this. I have one listener in Germany and one listener in the Philippines. And I was yeah. like, how? Okay. Yeah. Weird. It's random. Someone it's really random. To- some German guy totally accidentally clicked download on this. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, first of all, they have to be, uh, they have to speak English. And then second, they have to just type in just the, what, back seat. What, what else could they be? They could probably for? be looking for something else. <laughs> and they accidentally stumbled <laughs> on my podcast. Back seat. I had yes. this uh, conversation earlier. Because like the mo- one of the most common podcast ads that I hear is for adamandeve.com. And they sell yeah. adult-related. And I'm like, I already have the ad scripted. Yeah, I was just I can't wait to read an ad for my podcast talking about having some other types of backseat fun. Yeah, and it works out great because my name is Adam too. So, really, uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. Hit me up. It may not be that long. That's what she said. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. Starting right. it off great. So did. Uh, no, I'm not going to start asking you questions, but did you uh, go on your little walk today? You you do the uh, Gettysburg, you've been doing the Gettysburg Battlefield uh, walks lately, right? Yeah, we as a family have been um, walking the entirety of the battlefield. Yeah, we've, we did five miles today. Five miles. Yeah, yeah. from uh, Big Round Top and Little Round Top and through all of that. Like, we've walked every battlefield area of it yeah so far so now we just go out for like two hours and it keeps us sane and it's i definitely look forward to it but now i i can't wait for the quarantine to end for a multitude of reasons but there's other battlefields that i want to walk now too it's definitely sparked i was gonna say i've seen some of your posts lately i I feel like you're you're starting to go down the uh historical you you might be turning into a history buff it looks like I was as a yeah. kid. I was always really into history, um, and then I just kind of fell out of it. But I've always been a history buff from afar. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I um, talking about going out and walking. I I have not done that. The most adventurous thing I've done is uh, go to the grocery store, and. Uh, which I've done that twice now since this thing has started. So uh, 
you know, it's not like a conscious choice that I haven't like gone outside. It just hasn't seemed to happen. I keep kind of putting it off. That makes sense. Yeah. It's not like I'm paranoid or anything. Um, you don't like wear a mask or anything when you're like walking around. The- no, you don't have to. I mean, I, yeah. we, mom made everyone in the house and all of her friends masks. Yeah. That's what I figured. But like, I'm like, I, when I was driving to the grocery store, I was literally seeing people like jogging with masks on. And I was like, really? Yeah. We were on uh, one section of the battlefield one day and there was a guy at like walk him, it was him and his wife and he was older and he was walking towards us. And yeah. when he got like 20 feet away from us, he pulled his mask out of his pocket, he put it on, it <laughs> walked past us. And I like turned around really slowly yeah. to try to not get caught and watched him then take his mask off and put it back in his pocket. Wow. And it was a very beautiful, it was a sight to behold. It, it made yeah. my day. I laughed so hard. I mean, there's some part of, well, if you don't have one on, then it's then it kind of I, I can't really say this, but it's like there's some sort of like aspect to look at it. Like you could, they could be like being considerate of you. That's true. I did I didn't um, consider it at that but, point. But since you didn't have one on, then I feel like no, it, it was about him. It was more like about like right. his paranoia about it. But hey, man, whatever. And I still Everybody's, I still don't have an opinion on it either way. No, it, and I'm not trying to say that I you that you should do one thing or the other. It's it, for anybody, whatever, however you feel about this thing, it's just strange. Yeah. What we are going through is super strange. Scary, yes, and serious, but um, strange. And no one knows what's going on. No. And that's the weird part. Lots of speculation. I'm sure you've been talking about this with other guests, but yeah, not to like, I'll do this, but. You said like you didn't want to listen to the rest of the one with Waylon, so you wouldn't have that's have, an, that's a, have an opinion swayed. And every exactly. time I do one of these, I like <laughs> I'm giving myself like a a stare down in the bathroom mirror. Yeah, and I'm looking at myself and I'm going, Adam, don't talk about the virus in the quarantine <laughs> because you started this so people would stop thinking about it. And then, but it's the only thing to talk about. I know. And and I feel like at the same time people like I want to I I want to hear what other people are saying about it that that I like, not people that I don't care about, but you know. Yeah. Other, you know, public figures or whatever. It's just but, yeah. so strange. Not that we're that, but <laughs> no, I'm far from it. <laughs> it's weird that like I I'll, I'll get messages from people like about the podcast like quoting me and it's just weird that people yeah. are listening to what I say. Not that there's a lot of them, but just the fact that like, I don't know, don't don't take I I'm saying dumb things in a microphone to entertain people in the downtime. Don't don't take it so seriously. Yeah. That's the funny thing about podcasts. It's like uh it's not um it's just sort of a uh in its best form it's 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 sort of um, stream of stream of consciousness, and that's good because it it you can kind of be vulnerable. You forget that you're being you're, that you're recording it at, at sometimes because it's not like I mean there are some podcasts that are like actual interviews, but yes, I'm sure what you're going for here is more of a free flow, free form conversation. Yeah, and at this point, it's just myself and my friends. It has made me yeah, um, very conscious of my mannerisms of speech. 
Yeah. Which I'm not going to talk about because I don't want to point it out to anyone who listens and then them get annoyed about how I say things the way I say things. Yeah. So I caught myself earlier doing something that I don't like and then I immediately, like two sentences later, talking to you, did the same thing and I was like, oh, we were just about to fix this and we didn't. Yeah. But I think the world's in a cool spot technologically with in in terms of entertainment just because i don't have a radio syndication to do this like i i have a microphone and a computer yeah. and an internet connection and you have the same thing right so it's you yeah. know it's, i'm not force feeding anyone anything with starting this if, if people care to listen awesome if people don't listen that's fine i'm still going to do it and try to build it so it's that's true yeah. It's not as hard to get discouraged these days, I feel, just because everything's so readily available. Discouraged about being creative yeah, in general or just like yeah, putting stuff out there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It sounds harsh, but I'm, I've always been a type of person who doesn't always go for things right away. Yeah. And I've had all this downtime and it's just, well, the easiest way to do it is to just jump in and swim or reach for something that can keep you afloat for a little bit. Yeah, I totally relate to that, not jumping in on things. Like having the ideas and just... Talking yourself out it, of it. Yeah, talking yourself out out of it. It's all these novel things that come up in my head and I don't do any of them. But uh, this is cool. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I, I, had a, I had a fantasy about doing a podcast for a long time and, and I would, would never have started one because for the same reasons that you're saying it, it's just like you have to maintain number one, you have to have the content. You have to know what you're going to have the podcast about this particular topic with, with the music. And then the fact that you're able to also do like the audio. Yeah. You have a lot of different people you can talk to, which is cool. Um, Cause I had thought about that too, like, like sort of like a local music thing and people are already doing that, but it's, you know, it's, you have a a little bit of wider, um, yeah, more people to kind of that you can kind of pull in here and talk to. Yeah, that's the goal. Hopefully, I can one day build it up to something where I can get like I can start talking to people who I idolize and have them in yeah. on Zoom as a guest or in person as a guest or. Yeah, it's kind of endless. I just I'm so excited with where this could go. I'm I'm ready to just get out. I'm ready for things to be functioning. Maybe not go back to how they were, because I've been on this high horse of like, now's the appropriate time to find a new hobby or yeah. discover something or something that you've been putting off because you've been scared to do, like go out and do it. Like in my last episode, I talked to Waylon, like I bought a skateboard on a whim. Wow. And I don't need to rant about that again, but it was... Like a skate, like what type of skateboard? Like a, like, like an actual, like kickflip trips trick skateboard or like a yeah down down okay yeah i'd like to get a longboard so like, one day like a street skate yeah street yeah i rediscovered yeah. that when phoenix and i did the episode where we talked about um when we went through our musical histories because it was talking about the, yeah. the tony hawk underground like how those video games really influenced my taste in music yeah so then later that night on youtube i watched all the cutscenes from all the old tony hawk games and i was like ah Wow. I gave this up because skateboarding you, uh, teenagers are dicks, and I was a 
quiet, shy, reserved, identityless, insecure, easily discouraged human. And now that society's basically crumbled around me, I'm like, oh, I got nothing but time to do what I want to do. So you, so you did try skateboarding. How old? How old would have you have been? From like eight to twelve, but I was always okay. really bad at it. Yeah. So that, so that would have been. What year would have that have been? Twelve years ago. Yeah. I st- I was long to unskateboarding by then. Yeah. I was, I'm thinking. Yeah, I skateboarded when I was from like 17 to, well, no, probably 15 to to 18. And uh, Tony Hawk, that music didn't inspire me so much. There was a uh, a VHS video magazine called 411. Okay. Uh, video magazine that like whatever the music that was playing on those particular skateboard would be yeah i was heavily influenced by whatever i was you know whatever was coming up that they were putting on putting on those videos that's cool yeah like and thrasher's um magazine is does like a thing on their on their youtube channel where they play like classic skateboarding compilation videos and i've just been watching all of them side rant i really don't like that people who have clearly never been into skateboarding wear vans and thrasher hoodies okay yeah i see like what would be considered to be like preppy kids wearing it for fashion and it just it hurts me a little bit it's like ah yeah this the staple of rebellion and yeah going against the machine has now been sucked into the machine yeah it almost became like, um, like I, I grew up, I also in elementary school had like, this would have been like what they considered then old school skateboarding when it was the big fat boards. Yeah. Um, I was like, as, as a, like in, in fourth or fifth grade, I went through a phase where I was whatever you could call it. It's not like I was actually skateboarding. I was just pretending I was a skateboarder. Right. Cause you know, when you're like eight or nine, what are you, what can you actually do? Some now I've I seen watch people stuff on YouTube or, and there. Oh yeah. It's it, back then. Not so much. I don't know. It's just, I don't know if kids are just evolved and more crazy at the same time, but I don't, I can't imagine there was a whole lot. There's a lot of eight, nine year old kids now that are, that rip, but yeah, there's this, um, YouTube channel for a company called Braille out in San yeah. Francisco, uh, Braille skateboarding. And I've watched all, no, okay, not all, that's an exaggeration, but I've watched a lot of their videos in the downtime. Yeah. And they were at the park because they do a lot of, like they go to their local skate park and they just do giveaway stuff sometimes. Yeah. So it was like, you know, best trick gets like a, a free deck from this company that they've partnered with or whatever. And I yeah. watched this nine-year-old kid just rip apart one of the one of the pools in the skate park. I was yeah, like, I would crazy. get so hurt trying to do what this nine-year-old kid is doing. Yeah. No, it, was, it wasn't even, it was so unattainable to even do even like anything like that back then. I mean, at that age, it wasn't, it was definitely what, you know, just sort of looking like, you know, doing the look, being what they would have called a poser back then. You I know? got called that many times. It was times. definitely a poser. I but probably I, was a poser <laughs> now that I think about it. So I don't know why I got so mad, but I, I, yeah. Well, eight or nine, I was definitely a poser. Oh yeah. But cause there was no, nothing I was trying, but just riding the board itself and you yeah. know, just sort of, 
No, I landed my first ollie today in like over 12 years. I got so, I was, it made my day. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, but anyway, we were talking about Vans and all that. That was like when Vans, I, I had a pair, I wore Vans back then. I had a pair of Vans when I was like nine years old. I'm not trying to say I'm like OG or anything, but like, uh, but then it's like in the nineties, late nineties, Vans was sort of, it was, they were still good, but they were sort of kind of like, they weren't like the, the most, they weren't like the hippest thing you could wear as a skateboarder. Yeah. Now it's like. They've come back. Now they kind of come back. I don't even know if they am. I'm just, I could be talking about my I feel like they have. That, but yeah. I like them solely because I'm only 5'10", but my feet are the size of someone who should be like 6'2". Because yeah. I'm a size 13. So Vans makes their shoes really wide. So that's nice for someone with a yeah. disproportionate part of their body. Yeah. Because like Nikes are really narrow and I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I did the thing in the, in the 90s where I would like wear, ni- wear Nikes occasionally, like get a, a, a sort of low cut pair of Nikes and thought that was hip for for a small period of time while I was skateboarding. All these fads, all these trends. If I've learned anything, I'm not hip at all. Yeah. I'm not either. And if I I'm late, I'm a late hipster. I'm a late blooming hipster with everything. I'm a, I'm always late to the party with yeah. anything in life. And I, it's just because I've always had that voice in my head. There's like maybe yep, don't do that cuz you're going to suck at it and then everyone's <laughs> going to hate you. Yeah. I'm like wow. I'm I'm really harsh on myself. That's the best. It's a that's a very uncomfortable discovery when when reality breaks for you and you you come to that realization. But when you get on the other side of that and you dissolve the ego enough to be like, okay, like this hurts and it's gonna hurt, but we can steer the ship in another direction yeah. and set things right. Where now is just like, I hope the preppy kid gets, you know, like, fine, wear your Thrasher hoodie and your Vans, but, you know, skateboarding's fun. It's a, it's a challenge. Try it out. Like, yeah. So you're going to, so you're starting to skateboard. I am starting to skateboard. Again. Again, for the first time in 12 years. And then as well, soon as this quarantine BS ends, I'm, I'm st- I've, I've been saying it for over a year, but I'm, st- I'm signing up for jujitsu again. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they sound like perfectly great ways to hurt yourself. I know. <laughs> Both those things. But, you know. Pull up my bucket list. Number one is skydive, and number two is cage dive with great white sharks, because those heights and sharks scare me the most in this world. And I figure if I do those two, I can do anything. So do you – have you checked this – statistics i guess probably what's more dangerous skydiving i would think i haven't gone that far in there is there's several companies in australia in regards to going down in a cage with in great white infested waters where they've had a 100 percent success rate yeah i would think there are other ones in mexico where great whites also hang out that have an 87 percent success rate Oh crap! Has it? Ha, people have actually died. The sharks have broken into the cage. Has that happened? 
I would imagine, but I feel like there's no way with how small the like spots in the cage would be that a great white could fit in there because they're they're 14 feet and 1200 pounds at on the small yeah. side like i imagine yeah. their unsuccessful rate would probably be more of like a smaller shark getting in there sure yeah i'm thinking the sky diving is probably the more dangerous thing to do i don't know i could look it up but it's uh I don't know if I don't think I'd do either of those things though. To be honest, they with both you. terrify just, me, which is why I, yeah, I, I want to do it. Yeah, because one of two things is going to happen: either it'll be fine and I'll have an awesome story, or yeah. a worst case scenario will happen and then I go out as a legend. Yeah, like oh, how did how did he die? Well, he just said fuck it and he hopped in a cage in shark infested water. Oh, that was dumb, but. Maybe maybe there'll be respect for it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, then again, if I had enough influence from from people around me and was in the right place at the right time, probably I would do either one of those things. But I can't see myself in the situation where I, I'm not going to like actively pursue either one of those things. Right. Um, and if, and if somebody comes to my door one day and says, Hey, taking a plane up there right now and we can go skydiving. I'm, you know, and, and it was like, uh, all right, you know, I'm, I'm spontaneous like that, but I'm I don't like, I don't seek it out. I don't see you out. strike me as the kind of person that in, yes, it's, you're right with that. Whereas if I said, Aaron, yeah. in three weeks, we're going to go skydiving. You yeah. would say yes, initially, or you would talk around <laughs> it initially. And then, like three days before you'd be like, man, that's all I thought about for the last two and a half weeks and I'm just not feeling it. Yeah. Whereas I've, I walked in the door right now and is like, dude, I got two tickets to Australia. We could dive with sharks tonight. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, somebody would totally have to plan that whole trip out though. And, and I literally would just be riding along the whole time. Yeah. And, uh, cause I would not be able to pull the trigger on any of those on any of that, uh, <clears throat> on any of that stuff. No, it's just, there's, there's far more many things that I would do before I would do those things. Right. Well, it all started with, cause I've always been, I don't know if I've always been scared of heights, but everybody in my family's scared of heights. So I guess I just learned yeah, through their behavior to be scared of heights. And we were doing, ah, cut up. Oh no, we're good. I heard a click and I thought I, it's about to get all rage like, we were on an install job for my one sound company and we had to fly an array of speakers like 30 or 35 feet up in the air and like each wide line, like so each each speaker was like 75 or 80 pounds. Okay. And so three of us had to go up in the lift and the other, there was four of us there and the other the fourth member was, I guess, even more scared of heights than I was. So it just clicked. It was like, well, we have to get the job done. Yeah. So I'll go up. Didn't like it at first, but I adjusted. And just the confidence of doing that, like, just sparked something in me. Yeah. Where I was just like, okay, so I've always been scared to do that. 
yeah. and I just did that and everything was fine. It was just, it, it, it broke that mental barrier. So then that just started going like, well, what else can I, like, what else have I, would I look at and be like, I, that, that terrifies me. Sure. You said 35 feet. Yeah. That's not really high, I guess, but no, I know what you mean. I don't, I don't like heights either. I, um, for my job, I started doing, uh, uh, having to get up on those like scissor lifts. Yeah, that's what we had to do. A that years we had to back. do it in the scissor yeah. lift, and then like lift the box up and and, and yeah. pin the speaker to the speaker above it, and you know, right. so two of us are holding I, and one person's pinning. But you had to like maneuver around the scissor lift and and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't thrilled to be up on that couple the first couple of times, but it is it is funny how much you can. At least I felt like I, I adjusted to that and it became not so much of a big deal after a couple of times. So yeah, I agree with that. I agree. Once you, once you start doing something, you're, you're capable of doing far more than what you uh, give your credit, give yourself credit for sometimes. Yeah. And, and for a lack of a better metaphor, like I have been the type of person in life to just be standing at the plate and just watching fastball after fastball, just sailed right through the middle yeah. and just be like, I probably could have swung at that. Definitely could have swung at that for sure. Wow, looking back, that how did I not swing at that one? Yeah. So I just don't want to be... I don't want to go so far that I think I'm invincible and can do anything. Yeah. But given the chance to do something absurd and mildly reckless... Yes. I might be all about. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Because it was like, you know... I fell off my board. I have fallen off of my skateboard a lot. But then I watch the videos of all the skateboarders I like who are professionals at it, and I think a good metaphor about it is like, really, you don't ever get good at skateboarding. You just learn to have fun when you fall. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, at like when I first signed up for jiu-jitsu the first time, it was just like, I don't, I guess people think they're going to be good at it, and I didn't know what to expect but i very like very quickly learned like wow i'm not good at this at all like i every everybody is is bigger and stronger and faster than i am but i still had a really good time doing it and i didn't realize it at the time like it's, it's just one of those things that you don't realize how important or good something was for you until you don't have it anymore yeah what uh how long did you do that just about three years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it'll be... I th- I think I stopped like two years ago. And it's definitely like... I was in, you know, when you do it all the time, you get in really good shape. And you just, when you're in really good shape, you feel just really good about yourself. Yeah. So then falling out of shape and then being, you know, thrown into that first wave of adulthood where you don't have anything figured out, but everyone's looking at you like you should have it figured out. And then, as I said, I've always had that mindset of... Or at least you think they are, yeah. yeah. Or just, you know, <laughs> that mindset of you're so wrapped up in your own head and kind and basically yeah. disappointed in yourself that just the roof caves in. Yeah. So now I've cleaned up the metaphorical house and I'm ready to like yeah start living 
for truly what I want to live for. Yeah, sounds great. And it's weird that I that a lot of people don't seem to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Everybody's sort of uh, going along at their own pace, yeah. I guess. So my, and like I said, uh, like my yeah. my hit of positivity is just I hope during this downtime that like people can take a step back and you know start that book that they've always wanted to write or start that podcast that they've always wanted to start or make that YouTube video that they've never wanted to post or you know buy that camera and get into the you know photography that they've always wanted to try like because I think once you start to really I don't want to say master a skill but when you start getting skillful at something you appreciate what all goes into it so you can look at something else that may not interest you but you can break it down and be like well you have to be like in my field you have to be you know this good to achieve quote success unquote or to be recognized as yeah someone in the forefront of whatever it is so i imagine it's the same in this industry or that industry or that industry yeah for whatever reason like architecture came into mind like you probably have to be really good at architecture to like design a skyscraper right or a house or i don't know yeah this podcast has taught me that i might know more than i think i do but i definitely know less than i think i do sure yeah and i guess the the thing is to to get I have this habit. I feel like I have the habit of 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 just um not going following through yeah. with whatever I'm into. Like so and then, you know, losing interest and in, and in, in going on to something else. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that yeah, there's something that something about sticking to something and sort of like getting to a certain level where it's because you know with anything it's kind of like whatever you choose whatever your path is it ends up being kind of like you everybody kind of learns the same lessons with whatever they choose you know it's it's usually pretty universal with what what the whole but kind of just starting something and then just sort of not finishing it and then going on to something else uh try not to do that so much it's hard i mean i'm i'm a poster child for that but i think the the trap i fell into with it like there's i encourage anybody to try something new at any time yeah Uh, but i think my problem was as i said earlier like i felt like i had no sense of self-identity so when i would get involved in something that would become my identity for x amount of time (laughs) so then when i would lose interest in it i would be back in that lost that trap of (laughs) I don't really have any yeah, self-identity. Who am I? And now <laughs> I think I'm just supposed to be a guy who doesn't really ever fit into a specific mold, which I guess makes me a unique human, which is what I'm striving to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because as much as I, whatever I just said two, second, two minutes ago, as far as sticking to, some, sticking to one thing and not... And, and trying to be get as good as you can. And I don't know if I buy that completely either because I do kind of feel like, you know, you should be experiencing different things. So what does that mean? Well, I just know. find the, the handful of things that 
really stick with you, but then don't ever turn down the opportunity to experience something new. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Like there's this weird part of me on the inside that wants to be like really impressive at dancing not like break dancing, oh, wow. but if I could just go to a wedding and just bust out like a, a like a really sure. sophisticated thing, people wouldn't expect it because I I present myself as to what I'm into. I, I you know, I pe- people look at me and you're like, that guy's a weird musician who played way too much Tony Hawk in his formative years. 100% right. Yeah. But if I just bust out like a sick waltz or a foxtrot, I'm naming dances that I... They, I don't even know. Oh, Walter, a foxtrot. Yeah, I don't know. It, have you ever? You've never done that. You've never just been comfortable enough in a. I'm a. I'm like a party party setting or to just start busting out some. I'm moves. a start the lawnmower guy. You know, you reach down and pull it up. Yeah. I wish people could see this. I mean, I guess I could post the video, but I'm the <laughs> king of really bad dance moves because that's I. I definitely have a more goofy personality rather yeah. than. No, I, I am too, I think. It's, yeah, for sure. Me too. I imagine it would feel really cool to just show everybody else at the wedding up on like an actual, quote, sophisticated, unquote, dance thing. I I don't know. We, the theater that yeah. I work at did a Dancing with the Local Stars thing in January. And before it, I was dreading it. I was like, this is going to be dumb. Like, I don't, ugh. And then we did at the event. Right. I was like, this was awesome. And I was like, I should probably ask one of the people who are like the dance instructors, like for some lessons or something at some point, yeah. not immediately. Yeah. Cause no, I, I, I like it. I like the idea of dancing I, and I've done it, uh, sort of in that goofy sort of way at weddings and, uh, parties and stuff. And, uh, it's it's cool to get into that headspace where you're not feeling self-conscious and you can just do that even if it is just goofy stuff. I definitely don't have any skills. Yeah. But I try to you know, I try to do things that are uh, that I've seen other people do. But but kind of in a in that sort of like ironic way, you know, yeah. just sort of so so you can see that I'm not really trying. It's so it's still somewhat self-conscious I, even I though. I get you. Probably wasted. Yeah, that's a weird yeah. mental spot to be in. Yeah, to be actually a good dancer, though, that's something. I don't know. That's a special type of person. I'm really just... And and to own it. Yeah. You know? I'm just so uncoordinated in day-to-day life that I feel like if I learn all these skills, I like maybe won't drop a fork when I'm eating or something. Yeah. Because I'm that guy. Like, I eat like I'm four, and I'm... 24 I can't you eat like yeah I'm just the messiest eater because I'm going to constantly (sighs) drop food on my lap it's not even intentional I'm trying to do like I can't wear white I feel like you're gonna think I'm just I keep agreeing with you but I'm the same way I my wife Sarah will tell you I can't eat and watch TV at the same time I have to focus on it's just all over my shirt yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's all in my beard and, and on my yes. shirt. I trip over my own feet, so I think if I get good at dancing, I, I will at least not trip over my own feet. But then I play the instrument what? that requires questionably the most coordination at a somewhat passable rate. 
So I, if, if anything, I'm just a walking conundrum. So were the uh, drums the first thing that you, uh, the first instrument you started playing? Or the only, or? Yes and no. When I was really little, we all still lived with my grandparents. And then my aunt was in the army. And one of her army friends rented out one of the rooms of my grandparents' house. So he had, I think, a keyboard and a drum set. And he, when he moved out, he left the drums. Okay. So I, you know, I had messed around with those when I was like, uh, I was four or five at this point. Yeah. And then they went away until I was 12. And then I think around seven, six or seven, I got a red Squire mini Stratocaster. Nice. And I've just always been terrible at guitar. So then that moved to when I was in fifth grade, I got a bass for Christmas because I was like, bass is like guitar, but it's got two less strings, so it's going to be easier. Right. And this sounds weird, but like I feel like I've always had a good ear for music. So when I would play a wrong note on the guitar, I would get mad because I'd be like, this, I know this doesn't sound good. Yeah. And I sound bad. And I don't want to sound bad because I don't want to listen to bad sounding music. So that never really came to fruition. But then when I pulled the drums out, I definitely sounded bad, but they were so fun to play that it didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. And because yeah. I think at the beginning, they're the easiest thing to learn. And this isn't my quote that I'm going to say. There's a drummer that I like named Dave Elich. Who, he played for the Mars Volta for a little bit. Sure. He's toured with Miley Cyrus. He toured with the, I want to say he toured with the 1975. Okay. He's just kind of a go-to guy, but yeah. um, he's one of my favorite drummers. His whole thing is he teaches people lessons on how to physically play the drums, like how to sit properly, how to hit the kick drum with the pedal properly, how to hold your sticks and use rebound properly. Because the thing is, like, if people get this down, they it'll be easier to get the musical side of drums down. Yeah. But he's like, anyone can pick up two drumsticks, hold them way too tightly, and stutter through a simple, you know, one, two, three, four, one. Yeah. He's like, it won't be in time, but anyone can fumble their way through it and feel successful at it. Whereas if you, you know, pick up the violin, you have to do six months of training on how to use the bow properly to even make... Sure. Yeah. I was like, oh, I never thought about it that way. That is true. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I could have easily went the drummer out too if if it would have just been if if my parents would have bought me a drum kit before they bought me a guitar, I could have easily just went that way. But yeah, cuz it's 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 very it's a very fun fun to play the drums and it's yeah. uh I don't I'm not good at it, but yeah, it's I always uh I always liked I always gravitated toward it. Never had uh, had my own kit or anything, but yeah. Did you ever? Um, did you ever try to like? I guess so. If you never really played guitar, you never like try, got into like trying to write songs or anything on a lyric level or any any type of. Like, I always tried lyrics because I've always liked English and literature. And I was gonna ask you yeah, if you were sort of like a. But my problem is, and I talked about this with Waylon on the last episode, is that from all the writing classes I took. 
it's just ingrained to yeah. me like don't repeat anything so i'm really bad at writing a chorus okay i've written one what i would consider to be one very good song in my life and it is a complete ripoff of one of my favorite thrice songs like okay. same time signature borderline same drum i mean i was yeah i just graduated high school when i wrote it gotcha did you know it was a ripoff right when you were writing or did you just oh, kind of yeah. like found out later subconsciously? It was stuck in my head and well, we tried it at a band practice because I was just playing that groove and they played this progression. I was like, I definitely have lyrics that fit this. Yeah. But now it's a weird sore subject. Yeah. Because I was in a band with an ex-girlfriend and she sang it a lot. So there's no written version of it other than the one that I deleted just because I didn't want to hear her voice. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was... 20 or whatever or 19 at the time when we broke up so i was i handled it very maturely yeah obviously yeah i was just curious if you uh had ever tried doing that i want to get back into it but now i realize that i have to understand like i'm slowly trying to get into melody and song structure and all that from a not from just a excuse me a uh engineering and producing and, and drummer standpoint yeah but yeah yes yeah, like I, I really like not to cut you off no i'm good at taking a song structure and lyrics that somebody else has almost done and i think i'm pretty good at being able to take that and then add in a couple elements and like switch a couple of things around and be like Sure. What about this? So I'm a better yeah. song editor than I am song writer. Yeah, I feel that. I feel like I, I've I witnessed that firsthand on some of the stuff I work with you on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wasn't sure because you know I know it's like best best example I can think of is like somebody like Dave Grohl who was drumming for Nirvana and then all of a sudden oh wait yeah he can write songs and be the front man of a band as well so it's like I don't, you know you just never know yeah. about people <laughs> I have it's hard for me to write and I haven't tried to write any songs since my like I feel like self-discovery sounds really pretentious but I'm going to call it self-discovery because the last time I tried to yeah. write a song was still when I had no clue of who I was or yeah like I had the foundation of what I was into. Like I, ever since like sixth or seventh grade, I've known like I want to be in a band and I want to record music and I want to do all that. And now I am doing that and I have some, you know, other career aspirations along the way. So it's cool that I've always known that that's what I've wanted to do, but it feels good right. to take the risk and, and do it but I haven't tried to write music in the mindset that I'm in now versus the mindset I was in when I was in bands back in the day when, you know, in our teens, we all write really terrible songs, but sure. You can't. Yeah. You, you, you probably will still be capable of writing some pretty terrible songs now if, if, yes. if I can, from my own experience, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, probably much more, so the case when you were in your teenage years, I would say. Yeah, but now that I have a handful of things that I want to be good at and I am to some degree good and successful at, I feel less pressure to be bad at things. You know yeah, I mean? that's true. 
Yeah. Like I could never land. There's a plethora of skateboarding tricks that I will never be able to land. And I'm okay with that just because I enjoy being able to do what I can do already. And I will be whatever I learn to do in that facet. I will be completely content with that's what I learned to do. Sure. And like when I start going back to, you know, jujitsu, I like however good I get, I will be fine with because I realize from not having it, my life is way better having that aspect in my life. Yeah. And that sort of goes back to that thing where it's like anything you decide to do, you could come up with the same sort of philosophy like that, that would, would help if you thought of everything that way. Like, yeah everything that you're you're not doing it to make to be the best at that that certain thing you're just doing it because you actually enjoyed that, it and that you act. yeah no one can take no one can if you approach something purely and truly no one can take that away sure from you. sure cuz we all know those you know we're we're both in the music scene and we all know those people who their you know their aspirations are to are more for the recognition rather than yeah. the work. Yeah. And I, sure. I'm not saying I don't wish those people success, but no, there's always those people who they're purely in it. Like every conversation you have about their music is like, well, I'm trying to do this. Cause then I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. It's they're just constantly cramming it down your throat basically. Yeah. But yeah. And there's a, you, you definitely, there's a definitely, I think a balance. You definitely need to promote yourself to a degree. Yeah, I'm but, not saying go through it without any goals, right? But it's at the same time, yeah, for sure. It's like if that's all you're if that's all you're in it for, I can't imagine. It's going to be hard to find success that way because it's the same people. It's the same. It's also going to actually. It's going to be hard to actually put out quality art. Yeah, because then you're constantly <laughs> thinking about like, well, will people buy this or will people like this? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, I think a lot of that got ingrained from me or that mindset got ingrained to me from like one, the punk rock stuff that I grew up listening to, but two, and I talk about them all the time is my favorite band thrice. Like they, they got signed to a major label in the early two thousands and that record artist in the ambulance kind of took off. And then, you know, I, cause I'm a, a real music history nerd. Yeah. I like to listen to all the interviews. Like I, you know, I, I wanted to start this podcast to understand why people make the art that they make sure rather than you know just being like well you write songs so tell me about your songs like well like let's let's open up the doors and, and really dig around yeah and they have all said you know it was cool and we could have made a lot more money as a band but we don't think we would be like we know for a fact we would not be a band if we did what the label that we signed to wanted us to do And they went out and they just made a whole bunch of really experimental records. And and still to this day, they, they just do what they want to do. Yeah. So even if, you know, they have a couple songs in their discography that fall flat to me. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I respect most of their discography. Yeah. And I respect all of them for just, you know, willing to just, do only what they want to do and achieve, you know, they're a very successful band. And for the most part, they've done it on their terms. Yeah. That's cool. So that's what I'm about. Yeah. Yes. But then again, I would 
if I wrote the next hip hop song and I could pay off three bills with the royalties, I would do that in a heartbeat too. So it's, it's hypocritical. Yeah. I mean, no, if you start, if you start from, uh, from somewhere true and then it just happens to be a good song, that's fine too. Yeah. It's like, I heard, I just remembered, uh, when the song by Modest Mouse was out, Float On. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing the lead singer say something like he, it was basically, he sold it to like a, I think it was like, it might've been Bud Light. It was a real shitty beer. But yeah. He was like, but I did that because I drink beer. So, you know, yeah. I wouldn't. And I was like, okay, I guess. But at the same time, I'm sure you didn't write it thinking this is going to be a song for a beer commercial. Right. It's like when the, um, when the black keys really blew up, like they were talking, like they got, they blew up really fast and they're yeah. still one of my favorite bands, but people were like hating on them. Cause like all of their music was in like car commercials and like, le- like he's like, people are hating on us well, for being music it, in a Levi's commercial. He's like, yeah, I'm wearing a Levi's jacket. I wore Levi's before. Yeah, exactly. Like, Not only that, if, if you re- you probably remember that at that time period when, um, they were the most popular. A lot of songs that you heard were bands trying to sound like them in ads. Oh, yeah. Like they must not have been able to get the actual licensing. Mm-hmm. So they just made a song that sounded like the Black Keys. Which yeah, was that real modern, like it's almost, the it was Black so Keys are unique. Blatant, though. They're more bluesy, but like all the ripoffs were like blues pop. Yeah, it was just like, like- two music genres that just It don't. was little, what is that, Summering Little- Little Black uh, Submarine. Little Black Submarine. It was like that song, but they changed one chord and then yeah. it would be. So, like, you think in. it's that song, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, I yeah, don't know. Like, I, I would, can't. If, I, yeah. If, like, if Kia was like, hey, Aaron, we want to use Come Around in our next commercial, I would look at you like a fool for not taking that paycheck. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to sell like, I would that like, with the Kia driving down the street. 20 it's, grand and a free Kia for everybody in my band. Yeah. Yeah, I would do it. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. I'll sell out tomorrow. I don't care. Yeah. I'll sell out tonight. I, I will sell out if. I mean, we started this podcast with me saying like I can't wait for the adult website ads to come in. Yeah. So, I will donate a lot of the money if it's an excessive amount. Believe right. me, to a charitable cause. But I will at least use some of it to. I will read advantage. ads about sex toys if it pays my bills. I don't care. There you go. <laughs> get that one day and my grandmother's like I finally figured out how to operate the podcast oh great it's coming that's coming just It'll, just wait that was the best way to phrase that by the way yeah, yep mm-hmm. good work I don't know seems, if that was intentional it, just, it seems to keep uh, happening but I'm not going to insert the she says yes the uh, juvenile the humor is the best said. humor anyway yeah Want to get to the uh, long-awaited five songs of the day? The five songs segment? of the day? Yeah. Uh, sure, why not? Um, now, I've ne- I haven't gotten to this segment in any of your podcasts yet. Oh. So you have this in every one of your podcasts? I try to, yeah. Yeah. And these are just songs that you would be like listening to presently or... Yeah, if you were going to drive to the grocery store or go for a 30-minute walk or... All right, these are all very low-key 
latte sipping jams right now hey if that's the mood you're in no shame i think the first time i did it i had like a gojira song and then i also had like edge of 17 okay um yeah and these are all very modern so the this is all the hipster haters are gonna hate me right now um so this is uh the list so the first song is called a dream of home by tyler ramsey all right this is uh tyler ramsey was a member of the Band of Horses. This is his solo. This is from his last solo record. I had that. I've been listening to that song like all year. Actually, it's one of my favorite songs this year. Um, "Wished Out" is a song by Carl Bromel. I believe his name is Bromel. Bromel. He was actually a member of My Morning Jacket. Okay. Um, and this is from his solo album. "Wished Out." Uh, Another tune I've been digging lately is called Bright Direction by His Golden Messenger. Cool. And then uh, we have, I have to give John Prine love because we just lost him lately, uh, recently. Uh, the, the song Sam Stone, I uh, listened to his first album the day after he passed and that song tore me up. Nice. In a good way. Everyone um, loves getting torn up in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a song uh, called Fire by Waxahachie um, that I've been listening to lately as well that just keeps getting stuck in my head every day. Cool. So there's the five. Nice. You were the, the only person five. I hit up beforehand. To be oh, like, really? hey, this is going to be a set. Yeah. I'm glad that you did because I was like, crap. But it didn't take me long. It, it was like 10 minutes. I was just thinking, like, literally just pulled what was on my literal last week or two playlist. Yeah. So it's a fun conversation because I always like discovering new music. And I hadn't, I don't think I've heard of any of the ones that were on your playlist. So yeah. I've heard of the artist, but not the song specifically. Yeah. They're all very mellow. So um, they're all like, you know, Sunday morning. Break of Dawn songs. Nice. <laughs> Same mood, except maybe, you know, Sam Stone is a classic, but yeah. Yeah, I think what I might start doing is create an account for all of the streaming services and then actually make the playlists that are discussed available for people to listen to. Sure. So this might be the first episode that gets one of those because it's the cool. month anniversary. It's a good idea. I liked being asked that question, but at the same time hate it because it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, there's there have been <laughs> a couple episodes thus far where I've had my five, like today I have my five planned out because I I got to listen to music before. Like if I get to listen to music before I do the podcast, it's easy. Yeah, yeah. But if I haven't really listened to music that day, it's so hard. It is. And there was one episode where I, I think I took like 10 minutes to pick songs. Like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird too because seasonally I'm in I'm in different moods and and uh, and even monthly, but yeah, that's where I'm right now. Nice, nice. I guess it's my turn. Do it. All right. Uh, song one for me is "The Package" by A Perfect Circle. Nice. It's the first that, song I. Is that off? Uh, what album was that on? Thirteenth Step. Okay. How does it go? Can you? I can't with a, a package. I know that song. 
I want to hear it in my head though. Yeah, I can't. I, What's I can't the even, first line in it? Uh, clever got me this far. Then okay. Tricky got me in. Yeah, I know it. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, it's a good album. I like that album. It's my favorite record. I have its artwork burned into my elbow for forever. Nice. Yeah, did that right before the state shut down. So you got it in. Oh, just, you just recently got that? Yeah, in March. Wow. Yeah, with my birthday money, I got a tattoo and a skateboard because I'm killing it as an adult. Wow. <laughs> awesome. It's, you know, you got to love who you are. Uh, okay, so that was number one. Number two. Oh, man, I'm double dipping artists here. Uh, the band Alkaline Trio did a cover song called Metro. And I think... It was originally done by Berlin, which is the band who wrote Take My Breath Away that was from Top Gun. Okay, yeah. They did a punk rock cover of that, and it's just a good it's just a good tune. Yeah, I, I've, I haven't delved much into that band, but I know the band. Yeah, cool. Um, Branch in the River by Thrice off of their most recent record, Palms. Okay. It's a good... We talked about it earlier about... Um, the best way to do something is, is just jump in and do it. Yeah. So the, the lyrical metaphor of that song is uh, just a guy holding on for life, you know, to a branch and not avoid, like, trying to fight the flow of the current of the river. Yeah, okay. And that song's just like, just jump in because you'll be fine. Sure. So that song's really in a, in a low-key way helped me go for things yeah like if i need because i like to reflect on my life and listen to when i listen to music and, and really dive into the lyrics and the you know what does this mean could it mean yeah. this could it mean that for sure it's yeah. just a really nerdy thing that i've always liked to do no absolutely i'm a lyrics guy too Yep. that's a lyrics and melody they, and they yeah. work together yep that's a good song and it just ends on a on a tasty drum and bass groove with some guitar feedback it's awesome double dipping for alkaline trio they have a song called blue carolina which is a very low it's a very dark summer jam if that makes sense okay but uh it's got a catchy chorus i like it it, ha it gets me excited for the things to be operating again nice. so we shall check and it then out Song number five for me is Karma Police by Radiohead. Nice. Can't go wrong with... Uh, you can't anything. go wrong with, with, with Radiohead. I'm a recent convert, and it's been great. Yeah. What is your favorite album? Definitely OK Computer thus far. Yeah. Because I think it was, it's, the it's the first record that I got into of theirs probably six or eight months ago. Yeah. I didn't really get into Radiohead until like August or September of last year. Yeah. Uh, despite of what everybody, everyone's told me I would like them. But <laughs> I talk about it all the time. It's like some Radiohead fans on the internet and in person come off as kind of pretentious. Yeah. Because you always hear the line of like, you're hearing Radiohead, you're not listening to it. Yeah. But now that I learn more about production and songwriting and I can comprehend like... Yeah. Radiohead writes lyrics that 
it sounds bad to say, but you almost have to be, you have to be either A, in a certain mindset, or B, above a certain intelligence threshold to kind of understand. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not, and they they they're, they have been constantly ever-changing with every album. Yeah. So it's like, do you like Radiohead? Well, which one? I mean, yeah. which album? And Thrice but, is the same way to yeah, me. Yeah, and for sure. I know at least two of the guys in Thrice are huge Radiohead fans. I yeah. was like, oh, this makes so much sense. Like, I was listening to a Thrice yeah. song that I've listened to hundreds of times throughout my life the other day. And I was like, that's a very Radiohead progression that they wrote in there. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So finding out your influences influences are really cool. Is really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Ed uh Ed O'Brien there uh one of their guitarists has a solo album out. I haven't heard anything from it yet, but I just saw it was uh being promoted, so I might check that out. I'm not not really sure what to expect there. Okay, it's the lame ones, but Okay Computer and Kid A are my favorites. Okay Computer Mm-hmm. You that's said it's, number, the, it, it's the lame. I feel like it's probably their most wildly or wi- widely recognized record. Yeah, like it's the safest thing to say. Yeah, to sort of jump on the bandwagon with those choices. But it's but, still, but they're yeah, but they're good. It's still a hard record to get into if you're. Oh not yeah, ex, they're not, in the if, I, if you tell somebody okay, computer, unless they like a certain type of music, yeah, th- it's not accessible um, as accessible as some of their other stuff, but. Certainly, it is. It's a brilliant. It's a brilliant album, and you. It's also like when these albums came. When these albums came out, you have to think about too, because you have to think about what else was was out at that time. Yeah, and there was. I mean, now it's. I don't know. For some reason, maybe I'm just getting older, and maybe you could say this about any generation. But it seems like, like now you could put anything out right now, and it's not really it wouldn't really shock you or really surprise you because you're like so much has been, it's really hard to break, break out with something just yeah. completely out there and different. It's been done and it, it is, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it just seemed like radio had, had completely just like continued to do that over and over again. And it's probably going to get harder now as they as, like I yeah. said, it's 2020 and just seems like it's not as easy to do or that Or maybe anymore. there is so much breaking stuff out there, but because there's so much stuff out there, it's yeah, that's harder to probably find. It. Yeah, that's probably it too. It's just like, I don't know. I hate to go. It's, it feels a little cliche yeah. to go down a radio, a radio head uh, rabbit hole, but it, <laughs> it, I've liked it. That yeah. record came out when I was one. <laughs> I was one years old when that record came out. The, which one? Uh, okay, computer. Okay, yeah, yeah. That came out in '97. I was born in '96. Yeah, but it, you know, it took me 23 and a half years to get into it. But when it did, it, it blew my mind. Like it took. Uh, I knew of Radiohead, and I knew like Creep was their their radio yeah. hit. Everyone, uh, right? I didn't get into them until probably it would have been five years, four or five years after the Benz, which was the second album after the, after, um, Pablo honey, which, which had creep on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Benz, which was actually the first album I really got into, uh, fake plastic trees was a song on that album. And, uh, there's a lot of good songs on that album too, but, uh, that album. And then from that point onward, I was sold, but even that album, I wasn't instantly into it it wasn't like you put it on and you're there it's just like 
But if you keep putting it on, or there might be one song that, that reels you in, but then all the rest of the songs are kind of like, you're not really there. Yeah. And then, well, what else am I going to listen to today? So you'll put it on and then it just slowly just Yeah, it's seeps a slow in. burn for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Like, Every one of their albums has been sort of like that way. Karma Police was the first one to grab me. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this is catchy. Like it's structured in a way where it's not too out there and you can, yeah. You know, but Radiohead, and, you know, it does the same thing that Tool does, where it's kind of like, it's kind of like trying bourbon for the first time. Yeah. Where like you try it and you're like, oh no, I don't like this. This just it it burns and I don't, anyone no. Yeah. Don't like it. But then like a month later, you're like, oh, try it again. Yeah. Like, I knew it was gonna sting, but I, maybe if I anticipated, it, it'll be fine. And then you know, eventually you can yeah progress in it and you like it for sure yeah that's radiohead that's that's uh yeah that's radiohead (laughs) there's no more i'm out of breaking news we talked about music and the coronavirus which is all i have uh yeah i'm really looking forward to finally playing that gig that's now been rescheduled twice ironically it got rescheduled twice due to illness yeah. once of our once of our own doing and twice for everybody else yeah yeah once uh, a completely singular illness and then a collective illness i uh, am throwing it out there that aaron and i may have had covid19 before it was cool i think we might be coronavirus hipsters yeah we weren't late to that party Right. It's it's quite possible that I that I canceled the first one due to my own corona, coronavirus coronavirus case, COVID nineteen to say it correctly, and then just so everybody else wouldn't catch it, I was just like, you know what, let's yeah. just let's just put off this concert this this little show. I mean, it had nothing to do with the fact that every venue was closed. Was closed. It all it was all my decision. Yeah, I got a text from Nick right before we started this that um, last year we played the Blues Fest in Allentown, which was like one of the coolest gigs that I've played, and that officially got canceled today. I was like, oh. Yeah. They're hoping to reschedule that for the fall, which I'm looking forward to, but Fall Jam got canceled this weekend. Fall Jam already oh. got canceled? Or not, or not Fall Jam. Um, Folky oh. Fest. Yeah, Folky Fest. Folky Fest. This, uh, same, same place. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I'm hoping... It won't come to us saying that Fall Jam is also canceled. Yeah, that, no, that was a complete. That was a complete. Mis- I wasn't the, the, the horrible. The horrible thing was I wasn't going to be surprised if you yeah. said that at, that, at no. this point. But Fall no. Jam's probably not booked yet. Yeah, but Folky Fest, which is held at the same campground, yes, got canceled officially, which was supposed to be this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much more I want to talk about COVID-19, but I can tell you one thing. I'm tired of it. <laughs> Everybody is. No, that's just me. Just just you. You're the only person who's just <laughs> like, I've completely had it. Completely. Yeah. Um, we're on day 41 of no live sports. Yeah. Well, fortunate. I'm not, a, I'm not a big sports guy, but it's, uh, maybe I would have been at, it's possible. Try it out. You never know. <laughs> Maybe I should take the time to 
maybe watch some pre-recorded sports Pre- yeah and get into but it. don't look up what happened just watch the pre-recorded like pick a side <laughs> yeah like i'm watching some like i'm like i'm binge watching a uh season of sports or something that would be Probably great if that. you were just like in a like a los angeles dodgers hat just out and about and someone asked you like how'd you become a dodgers fan he's like i really fell in love with the 72 dodgers <laughs> in 2020 when it was shut down i watched the 72 dodgers game and i was like that's my team that'd be great that would be that really isn't there done that i'm i'm I, w- I would think that you know that yeah why not I'm not going to look at how they're structured today, but the, the, yeah. that team on ESPN Classic, those were my guys. Yeah. That would be... Oh, my mind's just on a... Just imagining that scenario. Not even you, just someone in particular. No. Because I, I don't see myself really doing it. But I pretended I was in I was in a basketball for a short period of time when I was like 14, just to sort of be hip and cool it was around the the bulls yeah uh you know michael the michael jordan, jordan era the michael jordan era yeah scotty pippen michael jordan i probably forgot all the rest of the names so. uh, yeah i went through my nba phase in from like eighth to tenth grade and i'm like god yeah. i'm happy that's over yep i had my uh you know starter jacket my that's bulls cool. starter jacket nice you know. yeah i was pretty did you ever buy there. a pair of jordans I did. <laughs> How much were they back I had then? Jordan. Nice. Okay, so I had a pair of Jordans in 1990. I'm going to say 1991. 1991, yeah. So they would have been probably like, so they weren't men's size at that point because I would have been like 11. That's fair. 11 or 12. And, uh, I don't know how my, even so they were expensive. I don't know how I convinced my mom to get them for me. It was probably like eight. I, I'm thinking like 89, 90. I'm thinking that like sounds, eight, I'm thinking like 89, 99 sounds right for like. 1991? That'd probably be like 191 Air Jordans. $150 yeah. pair of shoes. Today. Sure. Yeah. Give or take 130. Yeah. It's about right. Yeah. I had a pair of Air, uh, black and red Air Jordans. And then I had a pair of Reebok Pump. Right when they first came out. Nice. Yeah, I thought I was the shit. That's cool. Luckily. Those just make me think of uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights with Dave Chappelle. (laughs) He's like, excuse me, bad guys, I am running out of air. Yeah. Yeah, that was just my pre-teenage trying to... Find out who you are, Yeah, trying to find out who I was. and, And my mom was... Nice enough to let me buy ninety dollars shoes for some reason. I don't that's, know. I don't know if that's nice or crazy. A little bit of both. Yeah. No offense. I mean, they were comfortable. I didn't play much basketball on them, but. I mean i I yeah. went. I wore skateboard shoes for twelve years without being a skate on a skateboard just yeah. because they were comfortable. There you go. And now, taking the power back. Yeah. Yeah. If we've learned anything in this episode, it's that I may have lost my mind in this quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, wow. Kind of embarrassed by my Air Jordan face. Ah, don't be. Yeah. All right, I'm not. Anyway. I, I feel like everyone's 
teenage phase just embarrasses them. Oh yeah, I'm not really embarrassed actually. It's I would you know. I guess I hit the teen like the teenage years like right when internet became like r- r- like really really popular. Yeah. So I was I went overly emo. Yeah. Like yeah, I was that guy. Wow. Yeah. And I was like that's that was looking back it's like that was terrible. The emo stuff? Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to shit on people's music taste too much, but not not the music, uh, just the the fashion that went along with it. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not my it, it wasn't my cup or, cup of tea in general. There was a um I will still rock some some emo greatest hits, but uh the what I wore as a teenager that thought made me cool, I should yeah, have been slapped. It did or, have its own little uh style. I think I wore two belts at one point cuz that was cool. It's like, "Oh, you have two belts and your pants are still sagging a little bit." Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. What? I was just cringing at the thoughts of my some middle of school self. I have to see some of those pictures sometimes. I, sometimes. I think I'm I've sure deleted them away. Most yeah, of them. you probably threw them. They are off the internet and slowly getting removed from photo albums across family houses. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The emo, the emo thing was 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 something. I did. I mean, I did. I. I would say I was into like um, what I would call what was was maybe some of the music that was influenced that emo sort of got influenced by. But there, there were lyrically anyway would have been like I would say would have been like maybe The Cure and yeah. like The Smiths or like Morrissey mm-hmm. or something like that. But then they sort of took I guess maybe like like a lot of the hardcore or whatever like yeah. elements too, and then made the screamo thing, and then kind of like it became its own thing. But so I could see. I can definitely like relate to some of the melodramatic lyrics and stuff like that, but like that I definitely had that period. But I but it was like sort of like I because I had like already had been into like maybe The Cure and Morrissey, I was already like, yeah, I sort of already went through that with right. that. And I still actually I'll still go back to that music too. I'm not cuz but like and still appreciate it, but like I don't know. I just never really got into the whole actual emo. Yeah. Because now they're like the emo rap thing is cool, where there's like sad rapper, that's a thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, like rap should be fun and aggressive and about like being G or whatever. But it, it could just be like, yeah, I already went through the like sad, the overly dramatic sad phase. So yeah. this doesn't reson- resonate with me. Yeah. Like I have no problem with, with dark lyrics. Like those, that, those are probably like lyrically the, you know, yeah. Songwriters who write about darker topics probably resonate with me more. Yeah. Just from where my mind was at for, you know, sure. All, all, all a majority of my life, but I don't like the overly I feel sad stuff. Yeah. Unless it it deals with the why. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, for sure. There so like all be- the 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 stock lame emo stuff that came out when I was in middle school like that like it just doesn't resonate with because like I don't want to feel that way anymore yeah it's I mean I don't know I don't like again I don't want to like start picking apart and like saying that that I'm the that I know be all and I'll be all this is this is how it is or like but my own personal feelings are 
that yeah a lot of it is like really overindulgent really self-indulgent um to where there's a there's a point like you know country music like old country has this way of being sad and sort of wallowing in, in your misery but it's not the same it's almost like in a more universal way yeah um to where it gets a little too specific with the mm-hmm. emo like they're they're a little bit too much like I want to yeah. like not not just you know instead of metaphors they actually say they want to slit their wrist you know instead right. of just like the metaphor for yeah. suicide <laughs> which is what country music would do like sort of in a more artistic sort of poetic right. way to say you want to commit suicide yeah that kind but of like, thing when you know when you're 14 <laughs> and the entire world sucks like obviously like yeah. I have no this is, you know you're not a conscious being at 14 no, yeah, so for sure. obviously that stuff's going to resonate it, exactly with but, a 14. But in but in the same way that crisscross will make you jump does when you're when I was fourteen, you know it doesn't. Right. You, I can't revisit it now and go, "This is good." Yeah, a lot of that stuff. But at the time, you you thought it was. Yeah, but you can relevant. look back and be like, "Well, it's obviously that's why I liked it." And I'm not knocking on anyone's like artistic pursuits. I'm just saying I don't. It sounds pretentious because it sounds like I'm trying to be like, well, I'm deeper than that. No, I know. I know but what you mean. It just doesn't resonate with me in a way yeah. where that's. It was. It's almost. It's like you said, it's almost two face value. Yeah. It was like, okay, well, that's. But why? Like, let's get. Let's paint the big picture here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Alkaline Trio writes some really dark, twisted lyrics, but there's more content to it. Sure. Like, yeah. some of their lyrics are, like, really messed up, but then you realize, like, oh, he's writing about, like, Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer or, like, this serial yeah. killer or the, you know. Right. And then that's the other thing, too. Your own projections, what you're bringing to the music. Maybe maybe I'm, mis- maybe I'm misjudging or, or judging some of the... Some of some of the things that I, if I went back to now, somebody would come to me and say, "Well, no, actually, what that's about is this," and then it would make more sense. But maybe I was projecting all that extra emotion onto a lot of that stuff too. It's a so two-way I don't know. street. It right. is. It is. It's kind of dumb. It's 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 all subjective, and that's why I said I don't really want to. I didn't. I don't really. I like having these conversations, but I do still worry on a public. You know, it, when other people hear you have those conversations, that I don't want to like isolate people that might because i listen to what now i think is shitty music and there was Mm -hmm. a reason that i listened to it and there was and it made me feel good even though now i might think it's shitty it did its job when i was listening to it it did it did what it was supposed to do it yeah it's there's no (laughs) shame in like if that's how you felt at that time, own it. Don't yeah, don't yeah, yeah. don't bury it and be like, "Well, I never wore yeah. Air Jordans." And I might think it's shitty. Like, now. It's not my thing now, and I'm not going to judge you if you still yeah. like whatever that is. But yeah, for sure, it's like you know they're like no <laughs> no one was no one was metal when they were four. No, so don't be the overly metal guy who's just like metal is all there is. Like no, like dude, like I don't want to hang out with anyone who doesn't want to have a good time when hey yeah by outcast comes on oh yeah no, like if you can't have sure. a good there's there's room for everything like day to day that stuff doesn't necessarily define me but i can't be this like fake overly philosophical person all the time like sometimes i just want to put on little john because yeah. it's just it's gonna 
hype me up because that's what he does. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, no. But no, that, it, and, and that, here's and where it, the pretension kicks in is you can't be that person all the time. Like if all you listen to is just the hype music, like yeah. I feel like every human has the possibility to go deeper emotionally. No, that's than, true. Than that. That's true. That's why. That's but I why go I, too far where I like everything has to be one have, thing, you know, this meta physical, like deeper meaning to it. Yeah. So it took a long time for me to realize, like, sometimes a party song is just a good party song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I agree with that. Like, I definitely don't listen to enough feel-good music. Yeah. And I will be the first person to admit that. Yeah. Yeah, I try to. I mean, I I'm, I do try to. Um, yeah, but it's hard. Getting into n- uh, new stuff that you're not, uh, it really takes a, you really have to open yourself up and be, uh, I don't know if you're moody people like me and what I would assume you are from what I gather from this conversation. Yeah. It's not easy all the time to do that, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, every once in a while something will come along Hmm? and I'll feel hip for a minute because I'll be like, I wouldn't normally listen to this, but But it's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't think, I think if you go through my iTunes library, almost every popular genre is represented. It's yeah. just my artists, my artist selection in each genre is very slim. Sure. Because I like bands that are unique to who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Whereas, yeah. like you know, I'll you know I'll get into this band or that band, and someone will be like, "Well, you should listen to them because they remind you of whatever because band it sounds that you like." That. like yeah, no. but then you're like, "No, I, I just want to hear this because yeah, because then you'll start comparing it to that band, and yeah. you'll be like, oh, well, wait.' It does. <laughs> Who came out a, first? <laughs> it does ruin a suggestion to me. Yeah, when people compare a band I haven't heard of to a band that I like, I'm like, "No, just tell me like, check out the song, tell me what you think, and I'll be I'll go into it way more open minded." Yeah. But if you compare, you know, whomever to whomever and be like, well, you know, the band I like does it this way and this band's doing it that way. So they're not alike because yeah, blah, 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 nerd stuff. For sure. Whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, we're, we're at an hour and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah. Time flies. When you're having fun. So we could keep going or if you want to, if you feel good, I feel good about we could end it here and this would be more than enough for the people yeah i feel good we can end it we can do i mean if you invite me back later on i was just gonna say uh now would be the appropriate time to say a this was really fun i miss playing music with you and i'm looking forward to playing music with you likewise my friend yes me too but if yeah if you ever i'm always looking for guests so if you ever want to come back we can absolutely i will definitely come back and now i got my nervous first time jitters out of the way so yeah i'm looking forward to the next time cool uh why don't you take a couple the last couple moments of this podcast and plug your uh music happenings and where you can be found and whatnot sure uh aaron getchel uh aaron getchel.com that's a-a-r-o-n-g-e-t-c-h-e-l-l i'm sure it'll be all over the podcast but i will um, be sure to link to everything as well Yep, AaronGetchell.com, and then I'm on iTunes, I'm on Spotify, my uh, last EP, which you played drums on. I did. 
co-engineered it as well. Yes. And I'm really proud of that uh, that EP. I haven't had a chance to have a uh, official EP release, but we will be doing that as soon as this uh, quarantine. One last time to bring up the quarantine. Yes, to uh, wrap it around, the gigs that got canceled that we were talking about was the release, the official release party for the EP that's been officially released on the interwebs for. Yes. Did that come out in the beginning of the year? January? Yeah. December? I think uh, it. I don't remember now, but it was it, the beginning of the year. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. But anyway, we'll have. I'll have that information up on my, uh, I'm on Facebook and uh, Instagram as well. Uh, but I'll have that information as yeah, far plug, as the uh, plug your Facebook page and then your uh, Instagram at Aaron at I don't even remember I what it is. I think on it's Instagram at, uh, you might just be a Getchel Music. That's Let what me it check. is. I can pull up my phone because I want to get a photo of us regardless, so I can show right. people. Yes, you are a Getchel Music on Instagram. Okay, there it is. So yeah, uh, I will. As soon as everybody is able to uh, start gigging again, I'll have some new gig dates. Gig dates. Now I'm getting tongue-tied at the very end with the uh, with the EP release party coming soon as well. So nice. I mean, there wasn't. Don't feel bad. There was an entire episode where I couldn't pronounce the name of my podcast correctly. So, all right. Well, Welcome to the company. backseat pot ba- see, playlist pot. back pot. back playlist. <sighs> Now that we're at the end, I had to hit re-record so we can end it properly because I have my signature end phrase, which is do what you love, love what you do, travel light, and don't be a dick. I like that. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thank you again, Aaron. Thank you, beautiful people, for listening. And uh, we shall do another one shortly. Thanks for having me.